Uh, this is Skip Lockwood, and you're listening to Mets Musing. I was a pitcher, a relief pitcher, a closer with the New York Mets. I have a new book out called Inside Pitch, Mets Musing. Thank you very much. This, this is, is Len and Jeff, Jeff from Baseball and, and Barbecue. And the one place to go for New York Mets news, past week game reviews, upcoming series previews, interviews, analysis, opinion, and, and what's, what's going, going down, down on the farm. farm. It's, it's Mets Musings with Gary Mack. So keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. And hello and welcome to another edition, episode number 342. And we are almost done with the regular season, folks. It is a mere three days away. Three games away, not including tonight's game, which is four. But it's almost gone. And it's funny because a couple of months ago, we were waiting for this. We were hoping that this end would come soon, the way the Mets were playing. But in reality, now that it's here, I don't want it to go. I don't want to see baseball leave. Yes, I know we have the playoffs and the World Series, but our Mets are not going to be there. And it kind of takes away from it. Oh, sure, we'll pick a team and we'll root for them uh, to make it through the playoffs and we'll watch the playoffs, we'll watch the World Series, but it's just not the same without the Mets being there. But it happens, you know, and it happens a lot if you're a Met fan. So I guess we're kind of used to it by now. But boy, did it, it, it seemed to fly by, especially the second half of the season. I don't know, maybe because they were playing good and uh, all of a sudden, you know, the season were running out of games and... But no matter what, it's almost over, and we have to face that. And we'll see what we're going to do as far as shows in the offseason. We'll, we'll, we'll be on maybe every other week. I don't know. I haven't worked it out. You know, we take a couple of weeks off for the holidays and whatnot. So um, we'll see how that all works out. But... Um, Season's almost over. Now, I know there's, there's some bright spots coming up here, and we'll probably be discussing that a lot in the next couple of weeks, but uh, how about Jacob DeGrom? What a season. What a season. Just a, a fantastic year. Um... Definitely deserves a Cy Young Award winner. I know he only had 10 wins on the year, but boy. And, you know, if you think about it, if you took the games that he was either ahead and came out 
or he had a slight lead and the bullpen blew, or just all of his games, if they had just scored a little bit more for him. Where would this team be now? I mean, really, if you think about it, uh, they could be fairly close, you know. Uh, if they had just uh, scored a little bit more runs for Jacob DeGrom. But what a terrific season. 269 strikeouts. Had What a game last night he pitched. Eight innings, shutout ball. Got his 1,000th career strikeout. Struck out 10 last night. And, you know, I was thinking about this today. Uh, the year DeGrom had. And DeGrom was not a highly touted prospect. He was not one that we heard about. In fact, when they called him up, they were going to stick him in the bullpen. But circumstances put him in the rotation. He pitched well, got another start, pitched well again. And the rest is history. And another guy like that is Jeff McNeil, not a highly touted guy, struggled a little bit in the minors, had some injuries, was healthy, and came of age this year, and is continuing in the minors, uh, in the majors. So I guess it's not always uh, the high prospect tab that make it. And those are the guys you want. You want the scrappy guys. Look, you know, and you mix it in with a high prospect like a Conforto, who's definitely showed that he, he was hurt. He had to be hurt, for, or he, he didn't come. He came back too soon. Should have held him back longer. Another month, maybe would have hit like this all year. But you can't take anything away at all from the year that Jacob DeGrom had. It was just uh, just fantastic. And hopefully, you know, we, we hope spring is eternal. And you hope that with uh, they shore up the bullpen next year in the offseason, uh, maybe shore up the offense a little bit, and maybe... Maybe they can get him some runs next year. Maybe he'll be the guy next year that gets a lot of runs. Sometimes it's it's cyclical in the game. And uh, we'll see where it takes us. All right. Last week, I um, I wanted to mention something, and it completely skipped my mind, and, and I apologize profusely. Um, but my former co-host Barry and his family had a loss in the family last week. Their beloved pet dog, uh, Lucky, passed away at the age of 16. And I just wanted to send my condolences out and our thoughts and prayers are with uh, 
the family and and Barry and I know it's it's a rough time, you know. Um we get a very attached to our pets. And they become a member of the family. And when you lose a member of the family, it's not an easy thing. And uh I know it's it's uh, a little rough at times, but um uh, just wanted to say, uh, just wanted to send my condolences and and uh, to uh, Barry and and his family. Looking for great Cardinals talk? Then check out Conversations with C Seventy. My name is Daniel Shoftaw, and I talk with some of the great bloggers on the internet today about their teams. It always goes back to the Cardinals. Find the latest episode on my website, www.cardinal70.com or at baseballpodcast.net. Did you know that Baseball PhD can be heard on BaseballTalkRadio.com? Our shows rotate with other top baseball podcasts. Now don't forget, that's BaseballTalkRadio.com. With us, we'll help you get a PhD in life through baseball. With BaseballTalkRadio.com, you'll hear the rest of the excellent universe of baseball podcasts. 516-619-6341. That is the comment voicemail hotline if you'd like to be a part of the show and drop us a line leave us a comment or a voicemail question anything at all call that number 516-619-6341 or go to metsmusings.com and click on that widget in the middle of the screen and that's a speak pipe and you can leave a voicemail right through your computer through your computer's microphone or if you prefer to do things the old-fashioned way, send us an email at metsmusings at gmail.com. The Facebook page is facebook.com slash groups slash metsmusings. And the Twitter handle is at metsmusings1. With all the Mets news, it is the news from around the world and around the corner. Here's Gary Mack. All right, so, uh, you know, we're a mere, what, two days away from David Wright Day, if you will. Uh, David will play, will start on Saturday. He was, what do you call it? He was put on the team this week, activated. He was activated this week, so he is now on the roster, eligible to pinch hit or play. He has not pinched hit, uh, and probably it's a better move to not let him pinch hit until he plays on Saturday because they, you know, it's going to be a sellout. It's going to be a madhouse. It's it's going to be everything you can uh, uh, imagine, and you don't want to spoil that, I guess, by using him in some kind of performance uh, before then. Who knows? Uh, but. Uh, David Wright will be activated uh, 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 as a player. He has been activated as a player, and he will play on Saturday. 
and he wants to stay in baseball. He said, I'd love to stay involved. I love being around a game. I obviously love the organization, so I think I could provide value. And the Mets should jump on that. He wants to be uh, perhaps in, let's see, perhaps in the front office he could be. During his two-year rehab process, don't forget, he was, spent a lot of time in St. Lucie and with other affiliates, and uh, he has said in the past he got great fulfillment in working with and mentoring young players. He could immediately serve in a teaching role with prospects throughout the minor league system, particularly infielders. Uh, you know, he's a student of the game. He knows the game well. Could be a big, valuable asset. We'll see what the Mets choose to do. I, I think the Mets will want to keep him in organization. I mean, they could put him to work, you know, like Mike Piazza. Uh, he could come into spring training camp and, and spend a week with some of the players. But I think he's going to want a bigger role, and I think he should get a bigger role. Make him a roving instructor. You can make, you know, you can make up, Joe. You can make him a roving instructor. Uh, you could make him uh, some sort of front office uh, uh, position with with the, also the roving instructor put in there. I mean, there's a number of things you can do. Uh, I'd like personally. I'd like to see him coach or manage in the minor leagues and work his way through the system. I'd love to see him coach and or manage in, in Brooklyn. I think that would be terrific. That'd be some coaching staff. Can you imagine Edgar Alfonso, Edgardo Alfonso and David Wright as your coaching staff? That would be terrific there. And that would pack, uh, pack the seats in Brooklyn as well. But I'd like to see something like that. I think that would be a good level of stardom at the Penn League. It's a short season. He could work the rest of the season with the other minor league teams and uh, and then go coach with Brooklyn in, uh, in that uh, time frame of the New York Penn League season. I think that would be great. And I think that's something that perhaps the Mets should look into. So uh, we'll see what, what happens. But I think... You know, David Wright's going to have a future with this organization, no matter where it may be, uh, even in the front office, maybe some sort of assistant learning the ropes. And, um, you know, it's going to be interesting. It, it's, it's, uh, uh, and then the question, of course, arises does his number get retired? Does he go to the Mets Hall of Fame? Why don't you send me your thoughts? You can email me at metsmusings at gmail.com if you have a thought on that. Or you can call me at 516-619-6341, and that's the voicemail hotline. We'll play it on next week's show. Yes, there will be a show. Even though we won't have a lot of news to report on, well, news to report on the final weekend, and... Um, you know, maybe we'll have a little forum here to talk about uh, 
the future, like a roundtable discussion of what the Mets do and where they go. So uh, we may have a couple of them as time goes by and guests talking about that. So stick with us this winter as well. Just keep looking for us. In fact, just subscribe so you know where it is all the time. Hey, did you see this article about former Met? Uh, Matt Harvey. Yes, that Matt Harvey. He's set to become a free agent at the end of the season. And he says, there's only one team out there I would not sign with. Hmm. But he doesn't say what team. That's interesting. Could it be the Mets? He wouldn't have any interest. Well, would the Mets have interest in them? But is it the Mets? He did say that his tenure with the Mets, uh, he was not happy about how it all ended, and he has regrets about that. So maybe it's not the Mets he wouldn't sign with. Who knows? Who knows who it could be? A little bit of... uh, a little bit of who knows, you know, he's going to leave that a mystery out there to uh, who he would not sign with. But I don't think the Mets are going to be interested. Um, so I don't think there's anything we have to worry about. All right. One more very quick short break and then we'll be back. Baseball and BBQ. Your place for interesting baseball talk, opinions, and history. Baseball and BBQ, your place for barbecue recipes, tips, and interviews from the world of barbecue. If you like baseball and if you like barbecue, then tune in to Baseball and BBQ. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and BaseballTalkRadio.com, along with Mets Musings and other great baseball podcasts. Okay, and we're back. You know, just just hearing that commercial for baseball and BBQ makes me hungry. I don't know what it is. But go check it out. Great guys, Jeff and Land, and uh, I'm I'm pleased and proud to call them a friend. And uh, they just do a great show. And it, it's just, you got to go check it out. It's it, They do a different kind of show. Um, the last show is out now. As I said last week, I was on it, and it's a question about the Todd Frazier incident with the ball. Was it cheating or not? Go check it out and listen in. And got some great BBQ tips as well. So, And you know you can barbecue all year. That's what Len tells me. There is no barbecue season. I'm <laughs> Mets assistant GM John Rico said this past week that he would fully anticipate manager Mickey Calloway returning in 2019. Rico added that he's been impressed with how hard the Mets have played for Calloway during the second half of the season with the team out of the playoff race. So, yeah, I mean, they played good from the second half. And, and I think as we alluded to before, they seem to have played better since... Sandy Alderson's gone. His philosophy has seemed to have changed since Sandy Alderson is gone. I, you know, I don't know if there's any connection or not. It just seems that way to me. They're playing more basic, you know, old-style baseball, hit and run. They're getting guys on. They're moving the line along instead of the home run. The emphasis seems to have dropped on the home runs. And I'd like to see a study 
about the runs scored in the first half and second half. Now, eh, it's hard to tell uh, because, you know, the All-Star break really isn't. A, it, they, they were over the halfway point. But maybe the first 81 games versus the second 81 games, just to see if there's any difference in runs scored. Um, and that's it, you know? I mean, uh, I expect him to be back. I don't think they're going to make any changes. Again, I would like to see a National League bench coach here. I just think they need it, but at this point, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they will keep the coaching staff intact. Uh, the excuse can be that they have a year under their belt now, so now they know the National League a little bit better. It's an argument. It makes uh, a little bit of sense. Uh, it is an argument that has some val val validity to it. So I can see that uh, that's what they would be saying. But I don't think a new general manager is going to fire everybody and bring in a whole crew after they did that last season and brought in a whole crew. So I would have to say that... Uh, we're going to see back Mickey Calloway next year. And, uh, you know, hopefully he does better. Look, I, I'm, I'm rooting for the guy to win a World Series. I, You know, because I want the Mets to win a World Series. And whoever's at the helm, you know, I was hoping when, uh, when Terry Collins was here. And it didn't happen. But... Hopefully, it'll happen, and we'll just see what's happening here. Okay, that's too many happenings. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mets are up one nothing through 5 with Vargas on the mound against the Braves. And uh, right now, as we speak, uh, let, and uh, the pitching matchups coming up will be Corey Oswalt. Steven Matz is going to pitch the David Wright game. What a great honor it has for him. And Noah Syndergaard is scheduled to go last game of the season. We'll have to see how that holds up because uh, he did go home the other night with some sort of uh, stomach virus or whatever. He was sick. So uh, we'll see if he's recovered enough to pitch on Sunday. But uh, that's as it is now. Oswald Friday night. Matt Saturday and Syndergaard on Sunday to end the season. And that's going to end this episode of Mets Musings. I really didn't have a lot. I guess you could tell that. Uh, <laughs> but we'll be back again next week with another uh, edition. And remember, keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. I'll see you the next time.